Well, I encourage you to turn with me in your copy of God's Word to 2 Corinthians, and we're going to look at chapter 1, beginning in verse 8, and we will read through verse 11, although I will admit uh, we will stop at verse 10. We will not deal with verse 11 other than read it. Desperation, dependence, and deliverance. If you are physically able this morning, if you would, stand with me as we read together from God's Word. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers or brothers and sisters, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength, that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and He will deliver us. On Him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again, so also must help us, you also must help us by prayer, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. And all of God's children said, Amen. You may be seated. It is here that the apostle makes us very aware He holds nothing back, but he makes us aware of his trials that turned into his testimony. Here he makes us aware of his desperation that led to his dependence upon God, that then from his dependence springboarded him into deliverance. And I ask today that the Spirit would use this word to do the same for us and in our lives. Heavenly Father, take the words in the life of the Apostle that you inspired him to pen to encourage the church at Corinth. Use these same words today, Lord, with that same spirit to encourage the hearts and the lives of each person here today. Those that have been so desperate beyond their own strength those that are in that situation now, those that will be in that situation tomorrow. God, turn our desperation into dependence and our dependence into deliverance. Speak to our heart as only you can, Lord. And use this message from this very simple-minded messenger, Lord, with the help of your sweet spirit to teach us, Lord, to depend upon you in all things. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ and for His sake and glory. Amen. If you will, please look with me again at the words of the Apostle Paul, beginning in verse 8. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength. Utterly burdened beyond our strength. To the point that he said he despaired for life itself. And not only that, that he felt, notice the word he felt. He felt, he thought, 
he felt in his body that he had received the sentence of death. He was going to die. And how sweet and beautiful it is that the apostle did not want the church of Corinth, nor us today, to be unaware that the apostle Paul thought and felt beyond his own strength, that he despaired for life itself, that he believed in his ministry at that point in Asia that he had received the sentence of death. I believe this goes beyond someone saying, I'm going to kill you. Paul had had many of those threats. I believe that not only was it that, but it was the inside of him that said, this is it. It's one thing when a person tells you, you're going to die. It's another thing when your inner soul says, it's over. And I believe that's what Paul speaks of here. I believed, I thought, I felt because I was so perplexed and burdened beyond my strength. I despaired for every breath that I was taking, for life itself. And I believed that my life was over. Something happened in Asia. We might get glimpses of it in Acts 19, but I don't even think we know the full story of what happened there. But it was so instrumental that it changed the apostle even his writing style and content from first corinthians to now second corinthians has changed none of us get through this life without scars amen and they change us and such was the case with the apostle paul even the apostle even the apostle paul still had things to learn in being dependent upon God. How encouraging to me is that truth. That the Apostle Paul felt and thought that he was going to die, that it was beyond his control, because I feel these things too. Some people will make you feel guilty if you're anxious. Oh, well, you don't have enough faith. Well, tell them you've got just as much as the Apostle Paul had. Because he too felt in his body. Remember, there is a difference between the spirit that rises up with us and how our body reacts to certain situations. He felt that it was over. He felt... In despair, he thought that. Three lies are debunked in this scripture alone, although there's many other scriptures that would throw down these three lies. They are terrible and untrue statements that truly in the, they sound real spiritual, and they make good Facebook posts or good t-shirts or whatever. They're, they're good little slogans, but they're They're terrible. And they're lies and they're untrue. One of them I've dealt with here before and will again. But what happens with these three lies is they actually in the long run hinder us from knowing more of the God that raises the dead. The first one is a one we've heard many times. It's a lie that most Christians believe. I've heard it quoted so many times that God won't put more on you than you can handle. Can I tell you that's a lie from hell? 
why or when would we depend upon God if we could handle everything? God will put more on you than you can handle. And He does that so that you will depend on Him and not upon yourself. Not that you will trust in your own self-sufficiency. God will put more on you than you can handle. And the quicker you let go of that lie, the quicker you'll start depending on God and be a lot happier in peace. The second lie that I've heard uh, murmured among Christians is, and this one sounds really like, uh, like a super saint, God gave me this trial because He knew I could handle it. God gave me this because He knew I could handle it. The piggyback on that one is the third one, that God gives His toughest battles to His toughest soldiers. We've seen, I've seen that on Facebook alone. If you've posted that, I'm not thinking of you. I don't know who it was. I'm sorry. It sounds really cool, like we're super soldiers, but they're lies from hell. God doesn't do that. And behind those statements... They are statements that come from blinded and or prideful Christians to think, yeah, I got this. God gave me this because He knew I could handle it. I got this. Or God gives his toughest, uh, his toughest battles to His strongest soldiers and He gave it to me. Sounds really spiritual, but they're horrible statements that keep us from really and truly knowing God. And here's the point is, with this scripture today, Paul certainly had more than he could handle, and he was very honest about it. Utterly burdened beyond our strength. I was so burdened, I couldn't come out of this, I couldn't fix it, I couldn't work myself out, I was not wise enough, I was not sufficient enough, I was not competent enough, I was not strong enough, I was utterly burdened beyond my own strength. And again, as we said, he thought and felt that it was over and that death was waiting. He couldn't handle what was happening to him. And the question I have to ask myself, if I'm ever tempted to think some of those very untrue statements, is am I stronger than the Apostle Paul? The best thing that we can do about our trial is to be honest about it. To be honest about it with ourselves. To be honest about it with God. And to even be honest about our trials with brothers and sisters that we can trust. I'm not saying you go plaster it all. Well, everybody does any that way now. But I'm not saying you go plaster all your troubles everywhere. But you need to be honest about them with the right people, and that begins with God and ourselves. He, even, he told this that in verse 11. I said I wasn't going to deal with it, but I am. But he said you also must help us by prayer. I'm telling you this so that you will help us by prayer. And so be honest about your fiery trials with yourself, with God, and with others that will pray for you. And be honest about those times in life, and really all of life is out of our control and out of our power. However, for those that would say, now, Pastor Allen, you're speaking negatively, and you can't speak those negative confessions. Well, Paul did, is my first uh, to, to believe that type of theology is to leave out huge chunks of the Scripture. Old New Testament. 
And yes, we do need to be honest about where we are in life. That times it's way over our head. But we also need to be honest that it is more powerful. It is not more powerful than God. Whatever we're going through, it is not more powerful than the God that raises the dead. And the other wonderful truth that is, if you've trusted your life in His, you are in God's hand, the God that raises the dead. And whatever is over your head is under His feet. And by the way, live with the truth that it's all over your head. You need Him every day. For everything. You see, there is a sweet mercy in desperation because it turns us more quickly to God. And with more power. To be honest about the trial with God, yourself, and others, and to be honest with the truth that it is not more powerful than the God who raises the dead, and that you are in His hands if you've trusted your life in His. This, my friend, is spirit talk. This is faith talk. It goes beyond our feelings. It goes beyond our thoughts. It rises up within us. It's the Holy Spirit. Then why did this happen to Paul? Why does it happen to us? We're so blessed we do not have to guess Paul gave us his own commentary. This all happened to Paul to teach him dependence upon God, the God that raises the dead. Beloved, we are never as strong as when we come to the end of ourselves. We are never as strong as when we throw our lives into God's care. When we come to Him broken, when we come to Him fearful, destitute, beyond the grasp of the end of the rope, so to speak, stripped of our pride, stripped of our strength, stripped of our knowledge, our competency, and we are also put in a grave that is marked with our name. We are never so strong as when we come to God like that, trusting Him and in His hands. Because there, the God that raises the dead delivers His people. And beloved, you and I might be visiting graves today where our inner spirit is saying, or our inner soul, we're feeling many emotions. And we're thinking a lot of fearful thoughts. And you might think, you know, my life is over. Uh, I I don't have anything else to live for. I've hit my my stride, so to speak, and it's gone. My prime is over with. I'm, I'm not even useful anymore to most of those around me. I want to tell you today, you might be in that grave, but beloved, yours isn't the first grave that God's walked into and brought life into, and it won't be the last. Desperation does things for us in our Christian life that prosperity cannot accomplish. We so often think when someone has seasons of prosperity that God is, they must be really good and God is doing well for them. Truth be told, prosperity is the thing that can often choke out your dependence upon God. Because you can come to a point where you feel, you know, I've done pretty well with my life. I've done pretty well. Sherry read me an article yesterday on the way to the hospital about people in their 80s and 90s worked for years at Sears, was it? And now have lost their insurance. Worked all those years. 
lost insurance. You never know. How sad, how disheartening to be in their situation. Most of them, as I said, in their 80s and 90s now without life insurance. Worked for 30, 40 years to have it. It's gone. I want to tell you, whatever you think secure in this life, that you think will be consistent, that you think will be always there, the only thing is going to be Jesus Christ and nothing else. Nothing else. God allows these things. I'm not saying that God does evil to us, but He allows them so that He can draw us to Him or draw us back to Him. And desperation does that. Prosperity doesn't. It's hard to go out on the battlefield when you're sleeping in silk and satin sheets. God allows desperation to bring us into dependence. And no matter, listen, does not matter how spiritually mature that you are, how long you've been a Christian, how settled, how strong, how secure that we are in our faith, God will allow trials that we might further know Him, the God that gives life, the God that raises the dead. And we will see His faithfulness in the midst of our desperation. And then others are watching our lives as we trust upon the Lord, even in the midst of desperation, even when our feelings are telling us it's over, even when our thoughts are telling us to give up. We're still just casting ourselves naked and afraid and destitute in the hands of God. And then then we're delivered and people see that and we have a testimony. The trial has turned into a testimony. And then others see that and we share that testimony and others are brought to Jesus Christ also. And beloved, isn't this the main interest of our faith? If desperation causes us to trust God and know the God that raises the dead more, isn't that the interest of our faith to know God and know Him greater? Not just fire insurance but to know God, the one that knew us, and has established every tool possible that we would know Him? Isn't that what God truly wants? Isn't that deep within our soul what we really want and need? To know our Creator and know Him more? Paul's desperation turned into dependence, which turned into his deliverance, and he speaks of that in verse 10. He, who, the God that raises the dead, delivered us from such a deadly peril, and He will deliver us. On Him we have set our hope that He will deliver us again. Beloved, God always leads His people into triumph. He delivers us from many trials on this earth earth turning them into testimonies and he will fully deliver us in the end where forever we will praise the Lord that raises the dead God is not a liar and his promises are true Christian you are in his hand and nothing can remove it as Jesus said himself our God will deliver his people the sheep of his pasture. When you're in the dark cave of despair, I've been there, and you have, and if you haven't, you will at some point in your life. 
It's dark, it's cold, it stinks, and it's lonely. But when you and I are in the darkness of desperation, you're going to hear two voices. You're going to hear two voices that speak to you in that desperation. One voice will say, give up and die. It's it's not worth it. There's no hope. It's not going to get better. There's a second voice in the darkness, the dark cave of despair, and especially if you're a child of God. The other voice says, it also, here's the interesting point. The first voice says, give up and die. The second voice also says, give up. But he says, give up and live. Give up on yourself, your own strength, your own wisdom. Give up and live. Trust me. Trust me with your life, and I will raise you up. The the first voice says, it's not worth it. Give up. The second voice says, give up. Trust me, it is worth it. There's life to live here and forever. The second, of course, is the voice of God, and you know that. Can I encourage you today to listen to that voice and allow the God that raises the dead turn our desperation and our, de- and our dependence upon Him into deliverance. Beloved, trust Him with your life. And live a life of dependence upon the one that came to give you life. Now, how does that work? I want to tell you, that's not a one-time-and-done thing. Yes, salvation, you are justified when you receive freely by faith Jesus Christ and His work. But walking with Him is not a one-time-and-done. You don't go one time to the altar and, and you, you got everything taken care of. You're just beginning your journey. And even the Apostle Paul, all that he had done and been through in years of training, still had things to learn about being dependent upon God. And so does Alan Living Good. And so do you. And so it's a daily walking. It's a daily active, growing, evolving relationship with the Lord. But it can start today. As the Holy Spirit might be leading you out to trust Him today. That you might be utterly burdened beyond your own strength. And that might be very true, and it is. But it is not above God's strength. And so you trust Him today. You trust Him today. And you might be a long-time Christian like Paul had been quite a few years at this point of this writing. But you, He's allowing you to go through trials of despair to deepen your trust and your relationship with Him. And it's still today to come and to trust Him. Only trust Him. Only trust Him now, the God that raises the dead, the God that gave His only Son, Jesus Christ, that we might be delivered from sin, death, 
and hell. Beloved, trust Him today.